Ways up or down. I'm Danny Corvini and this is Tales from the DJ Booth. I'm joined for the next hour by DJ Josh Kirby. Josh, welcome to the Star Road Studios. Hi, how are you doing, Danny? Happy Mardi Gras. It's a bit early, but uh, thanks. <laughs> Kick it off early. So now in a moment, I'm going to start asking about your illustrious DJ career. But first, I want to get more personal. When did you come out, Josh? Um, 1985. Recent? <laughs> Recent. Late bloomer. So what was the scene like back then? Uh, at the time I was actually living in Tokyo, in Japan, and uh, I was heavily involved with the underground tech and psytrance scene. So if we're talking about the gay scene in Australia, um, I can really tell you. So tell us a coming out story though. Make it saucy. Well, um, I was actually back in Australia for a three-week holiday, and uh, the last three days of that, I happened to bump into a uh, rather handsome young gentleman, and uh, we spent three days together, and uh, he filled my ears with music, and um, we spent a lot of time indoors, (laughs) and uh, yeah, and then uh, after those three days, I went back to Tokyo, and it was a complete mess. I couldn't eat properly, sleep properly, was writing... uh, 30-page letters, which I'd never done before, and I thought, oh, this is interesting. And um, after a uh, rather large weekend out on the town in Tokyo the following week, I um, had a very long, deep and meaningful conversation with my best friend at the time, and he convinced me that um, I need to be, you know, honest with myself rather than anyone else. So I rang my parents that afternoon and said, oh, hi. Yeah, uh, by the way, I don't really consider myself to be straight anymore. Okay, thanks, bye. Click. <laughs> I didn't realise it was Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Such a considerate son. I know, I know, I know. And so, yeah, so during that time, um, I was, I'd heard of a band called The Beloved from the UK before and uh, they were a bit of an E-generation, loved up kind of thing. So um, basically was spent a lot of time during that period uh, with my now partner of... <clears throat> 18 years. Um, love you, darling. And um, we uh, we listen to a lot of The Beloved, and as you'll hear, the words are just uh, very poignant, and, you know, it's a great Okay, so love this, story. this is your coming out song? Uh, this is my coming out song, yeah, that's right. Okay, this is The, the Beloved.
Sweet harmony and let's come together right now. 
That's Sweet Harmony by The Beloved. You're on Star Observe Digital with Danny Corvini and Josh Kirkby. Feeling all loved up now. <laughs> on this rainy Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. So where, so where did it all go from there? So you came out of the closet, ru- ruined your mum's Mother's Day. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, look, um, the whole DJing thing probably goes 20 years before that when I first... The first time I ever heard electronic music was probably, I tried to figure out which year it was, probably around 1979, 1980. So there wasn't a lot about then, and there wasn't a lot done by Australian artists. Anyway, I saw one of those art programs on ABC TV, and um, they were interviewing the guys from a Sydney band, Severed Heads. Oh, yeah. And uh, they were the kind of guys that not only did the music, they also did videos to go with it. So I saw this TV show and everyone thought I was catatonic because I was just mesmerized um, by what was going on. It's like, you know, it had rhythm and it was just so clean compared to any other kind of music that I'd heard. what was everyone else listening to at that time? Jeez. ACDC. <laughs> ACDC. Yeah, I used to get a lot of stick at school because I was into dance music when they were listening to Barnsley and all sorts of things. Yeah. No offense, Jimmy. Um, Love your work. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, like, I mean, around about that time, other kind of influences, I suppose, would have come up. You know, in the early 80s, you had, uh, you had kind of electro pop things coming through, like bands like, you know, Wawani or the Macanay. Colette, would she be electro? Um, she was, she was a little bit, a little bit later. Electro-pop maybe. Electro-pop, yeah. So, you know, bands like, um, the Venetians, which were more like Oz rock bands that had a little bit of sequencing through them, um, that synthesizers. And, um, so I'm a big fan of like Machinations, oh, yeah. um, yeah, a little bit around about that time, Big Pig, those kind of things, but... One of the one of the tracks that just absolutely blew me away. Once again, it's it's that it's that crossover where you start getting that electro meets hip hop kind of thing. Was uh, when one of the jazz greats of our time, uh, Herbie Hancock, put together a uh, a song called Rocket, which um, you know everyone knows. I've even sat down with a couple of techno musicians and kind of let's see if we can you know we can improve on this thing. And you just you just listen to it, and it's just so good yes there's no way you could improve it so uh, i think that's the next track danny if you want to get your finger on the button let's have a listen to it okay cheers herbie hancock
Right, so that was uh, that was Herbie Hancock Rocket. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Check one, two. You can hear me. Oh, that's nice. The guys can hear you too. All right, that's good. <laughs> so yeah, um, those lucky enough to be a teenager back in the day would have remembered that was in the original Breakdance movie. If you haven't seen it, youngsters, get out there and see it. It's a great TV show. <laughs> now it's a big video, right? Lots of great uh, seminal um, early electro classics. And um, electro is actually the first time, this period in time when they started making electro, uh, was the first time that they ever made purely electronic music. Um, and if you ever read a great book by Bill Brewster called Last Night the DJ Saved My Life, uh, he talks about that fact. Uh, every DJ worth their salt should have read this book by the way. Um, so yeah, so Rocket was, you know, electronic in in a way that was like, you know, this black scene coming f- out of New York and yeah, as a kid growing up in country New South Wales. <laughs> Where did you <laughs> grow up? Uh, the other side of Dubbo. So our main source of um, culture was uh, 2DU. Right. Dubbo, radio station. Um, and uh, so yeah, we uh, we were kind of starved for excitement out there. So TDU was, you know, occasionally you'd hear, you know, you might hear a track very, very late at night by Kraftwerk or somewhere like that, which are also the, you know, the godfathers of electronic music, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of like when I first got my taste for electronic music. And then um, uh, in like 1984, sex, crime, crime. <laughs> I uh, came down to Sydney and went to boarding school and uh, I had the opportunity to uh, study drums and percussion for six years at a private boarding school, which, um, yeah, I learned to play drum kit, learned to play congas. They tried to teach me how to read music, which not very successful, but, um, yeah, I did music as a musicology major. And in 1989, I was the first person in New South Wales to do MIDI as a musicology major, including a couple of performance pieces, which... um, like, I'm not embarrassed to say it now. I got other people to play all the parts and just press play. <laughs> exactly what's happening today. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, around about that time, I started to listen to a lot of um, a lot of Triple J, listening to people like Tim Ritchie, Maynard in the mornings. And so that's when I started hearing about the, the whole Acid House scene. And, um, so I wish that was a huge scene at the Horden Pavilion in Sydney. That's right. Uh, I remember going to Horden parties and dancing the night away. I didn't even drink vodka back then. Uh, things have changed, obviously. Um, not that I'm a heavy drinker, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, it was all about the music for me. And I was all about, you know, what DJs were playing what. And I, I, got, I became a complete and utter music obsessive. So, uh, so you went to a few rat parties back in Aliens? Worked at a few rat parties, I'll have you know. Yes. So I saw people like... Um, Grace Jones, um, yeah, Adiva, all sorts of uh, yeah, greats. And sometimes I'd hear them doing warm-up sets, like in the afternoon doing sound checks. And I actually didn't realise it was them. <laughs> it was some backup singer or something. But uh, yeah. So anyway, how, how but, long did that period go on for before it started look, getting closed down? The heyday, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, that was always ended up being about the noise. But yeah, it's just the proliferation of uh, dance music across the world, I think. Yeah, and then you had the whole Anna Wood thing that, you know, put the nail in the coffin, I think, for raves well, especially. Yeah, that led to the rave scene. Yeah. So this is all, yeah, this is all pre, um, it's all uh, pre-rave scene. And, um, you know, th- those acid house parties were great because it was that real people of all walks of life coming together, gay, straight, 
black, white, neg- you know, Asian, it didn't really matter. Everyone was just there to have a great time. And, um, you know, you often hear about old gays in Sydney going, oh, it's not like it was back in the day. Well, it's really not. It's not, but you know, it is what it is. And going on and on and on about back in the day just drives young people around the twist. They just yeah. think. No wonder there's so many people punching people. I mean. uh, look, I, 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 yeah, like my whole personal take is that, yeah, people can blame alcohol and drugs and all sorts of things, but I think that people have well, that just, kind of. Clearly, you just got to blame the DJ. Obviously, the music's pretty crap. And... <laughs> well, it doesn't help. <laughs> um, but yeah, getting back to uh, the topic. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. Um, you know, the, the Acid House Day. You had you had people making music in in places like New York and Chicago, where the 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 uh, um, people like David Morales, Frankie Knuckles, they would use the same studio of people that are making hip hop during the day. They'd go in late at night and make house music. So a lot of the sounds, a lot of the techniques, were very very similar. So it was a lot of that kind of postmodernism cut and paste samples over the top. And well, what it, it was the hip house was the the name of the oh, genre. Don't get me started on hip house. I love that genre that much. Um, yeah. We've only got an hour, unfortunately. That's right. Well, there's only about four tracks anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, but the fact of the matter is that, you know, music, music evolves. Um, music evolves in a way, you know, what's good. People like familiar sounds. And what what's I found interesting in more recent years now starting to approach the cusp of, the cusp of middle age is that... Um, Often young people will go, oh, I love this new song. You're like, oh, sorry, doll. It's not that's, you. That's, n- that's nothing new. I heard that when it was a remake in 1985. <laughs> and so it was interesting because during that period where a lot of Acid House tracks that were really, really popular, they actually took from songs from as early as the 50s and the 60s. Yeah. Um, and they just took the best bits, the melody, redid the drums, redid, yeah, redid all the parts with synthesizers. Well, it's quite heartbreaking when you find out that a track that you've been loving and claiming as your own is actually... 20 Your mum's favourite. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, um, yeah, it's a uh, it's it, great growing. I think it's called growing old gracefully. Uh, <laughs> great. Knowing or knowing when to bring these topics up. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I now really really enjoy being able to share music with people, and it's, it's a little bit like pe- f- you know, foodies who are writing to food who love sharing. Okay, well, blah blah blah. We don't want to hear about that. We just want to hear your next song. So, what have you got? Uh, what have we got lined up there next? Danny, where's that uh, piece okay. of paper I'm not rustling in the background? Oh, yes. So, look, if uh, if you ask me what's my all-time favourite Acid House track, once again, it was a little bit of a remake, but this was uh, when, in actual fact, um, Todd Terry, who is a Chicago house producer, remixed a disco tune and had the original people sing on it. So it's uh, Weekend by Todd Terry with Candy Station doing the original vocals. Hit it. Um, not that one. Next one, and
Star Observer Digital. Ahoma Ogogo. Wow. We're back. <laughs> you do that without moving your lips. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was like the acid house era, and that's when I first started going out. I have a great story about uh, seeing Inner City. On my 18th birthday, I sat in front of that stage for five hours waiting for them to come out. And I tell you what, they didn't disappoint. Where, so, where was that? At one of the Horden parties? That was at one of the Horden parties called The Zoo. The Zoo? Uh, and looking back on my memories of the night, it was a bit of a zoo. <laughs> uh, didn't, didn't you just have like one DJ play for the whole night? No, 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 no. Back in those days, it was good. So you might have four DJs playing the Horden over one night, but they'd all play different music. So you might have, the first DJ might be Maynard and the Mad Crew, who used to also do a Monday night up at the site. Oh God, I'm a bit of, a bit of retro. <laughs> Slightly retro. And um, and so they used to play all like 70s music, because that's what retro was in the 80s. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> so that was great. And you know, the usual um, you know, Maynard insanity ensued. It was interesting, actually. Very popular DJ in Sydney around town at the moment, DJ Sveta. She started out with um, Maynard. Back in the day, now okay. we're talking. Well, she, Sean she's Svet- going to be a guest on this show, so we'll bring. That oh, up. promo, promo, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's where I, I, I first came across Sveter, and then uh, in nineteen, uh, when did I say I came out? Nineteen ninety-five. I got a job working ago. for Sony Music uh, uh, with a good mate of mine, John Ferris. Hi, John, and um, and I was servicing her uh, promotional music. And uh, we had a, I had a long conversation with her once about how to mix two records together. So, uh, Bugger if I know. <laughs> well, you never know. Well, um, how would you I do that? Well, I don't know. She seems to have done pretty all right with it. Yeah. Um, so, loves Fetters tunes. Yeah, she's a good, good girl. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I started going to these acid house parties and I saw people like Inner City. Uh, there was another um, band around at the time. If we get a little bit of time later, we might uh, play one of their tracks called D-Mob, which uh, the producer was Dancer... Dan, uh, what's it, what Dancing was it Danny D? Dancing Danny D, yes. Funny you should My remember that like, name. Yeah. Yes, right. And, uh, and the singer on those albums was a lady by the name of Kathy Dennis, yes. which... Come on and give me your love. Come on and give my love. That's right. Um, but what people, a lot of people don't realize is later in her career, she's become quite a good songwriter. And uh, she wrote uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue. She did. There you go, young people. Reference that. <laughs> well, young people don't listen to Kylie Minogue anymore. Uh, All right. Might don't be time, they? Might, might be time for another track. What do oh, you say? <laughs> what have we got next? So what have we got? I'm not rustling paper. Oh, yes. So... At this time, this is when you started to see a lot of um, Acid House start creeping into the top 40. So you had shows like Countdown Revolution, which was the, the death knell. The death knell. <laughs> I remember seeing... The Factory. Uh, the Factory. Um, what was that one on Saturday on Saturday mornings on ABC? Oh, that was The Factory. Oh, The Countdown Factory. <laughs> We're just going around in circles now, Josh. <laughs> Jeez. I remember seeing Pee Wee Ferris explaining how to dance. <laughs> Do you know where you are? How to dance as a DJ. Um, and uh, had a dance as a DJ while listening to house music. <laughs> it was rather entertaining. Anyway, um, around about this time, I went to Oxford Street for the first time. <gasps> That's what and we I saw, I saw a man dressed as a woman, and uh, he was lip-syncing to a song. Okay, now, now, strange idea. <laughs> well, I'd never seen it before. <laughs> Definitely didn't get that at Dubbo. Anyway, uh, not that I'd known about. <laughs> anyway, uh, now, Danny, have you got those buttons figured out? You seem to be getting a little bit discombobulated every time we're going to say Well, if you could just pronounce the name of the song, I might be able to play it. Ride say? on time. Here we go. 
Hold on. Oh, there we go. This one really does take me back. And anyone who was around in those days, if it's not taking you back, you probably can't remember much. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so yeah, I went and lived in went and lived in Japan for four years, and over there, I was involved with the the techno and uh, psytrance scene. So I kind of like got diverted away from the whole acid house and acid house kind of Sydney drag scene, traditional gay music journey, I call it. Um, so you know, I got right into I got right into underground stuff, and you know, I ended up working for clubs and touring DJs and running lighting gigs and parties and you know, all sorts of things. And then when I came back, I started working for. Did you so, Instagram it? We didn't have Instagram back oh. then. We didn't. We still had telegrams. But anyway, um, and, and grams. And yeah, that's right. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I came back and I worked for Sony uh, for. Uh, six months and during that time I met the guy who used to run the original club Retro um, and then he wanted to start bringing out uh, some DJs from Trade which was the seminal 90s gay club I know it uh, yes yes and uh, so through then I made lots of musical connections um, and then uh, I was asked by uh, DJ Scott Pullen who's been around for many years still going long and strong and uh, he kind of said to me, oh, Joshua, why don't you come down and play at the Bank Hotel? So I started playing down at the Bank Hotel on a Sunday afternoon once a month. Uh, and that's when you said to me, you should go and play for the Harbour City Bears. And I'm like, really? Do you think they'd be interested in all these old acid, you know, classic acid house tracks? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really when I started to become more of a serious DJ. I got myself an ABN so I can claim music. And um, Is this a sort of thank you? No. <laughs> yeah, no, well, you're partly responsible. Okay. Like, I made Sveta, you made me. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so then I, you know, started DJing for the Harbour City Bears, then doing events for them, like the Wet wet Fur Swimming Gala during the uh, Bear Essentials um, um, festival that runs concurrently with the Mardi Gras Festival. And uh, and then that's I've used that as leverage to get gigs working for Mardi Gras. So for the last two years, um, I've uh, been the DJ playing at Taylor Square in their uh, club space that they have there. Um, kind of starts about an hour before the parade and everyone uh, gets down and has a good time. Two years ago would have been when Kylie was there, wouldn't it? Not yes, I did have to stop DJing so Kylie could say her <laughs> 15 words. And like, what do you play after Kylie? You know, Kylie? <laughs> No, I played free gain happy. Not Delta anyway. No, oh, definitely not. Anyway, um, so yeah, and then I used that as a little bit of leverage. Um, three years ago, I played at uh, Bear Pride Madrid. Uh, and last year, I played uh, played in San Francisco, one of the opening parties for um, uh, Folsom Street Fair. So, you know, I don't DJ in the scene a lot, but what gigs I do get, they're the ones that I want to play. She's selective. She's a bit selective, that's right. So, you know, um, that's a, a very quick skim over. So do you ever actually say no to gigs? Um, I do say no to gigs when people want me to play what I call Oxford Street music. And that yeah, that's not to talk that down. There's room for there's room in the market for everyone. But I'm just not going to go out and spend $100 on MP3s to play at a venue that I'm only going to make another $200 at and, like, stand there grinding my teeth the entire time, you know what I mean? So I'm much more about playing the music that I want to hear and people tend to enjoy my music at the gigs that I play. So, you know, the, coming up this Mardi Gras, I'm pretty flat out. I've got uh, I've got a gig on the 21st of Feb um, at the Mardi Gras Film Festival Bar. Then on the 27th at the King's Cross Hotel, I'm playing Tea Time, which is produced by Honey Productions, which is 
rooftop party on the King's Cross Hotel, you know, sun going down, sick tunes, what can I say, and 300 bears. The following day, I no doubt I'll be backing up and seeing some of the same people. I'm doing the wet fur um, swimming pool party at Cook and Phillip Pool for uh-huh. the Harbour City Bears. Later on that night, I'm starting at about midnight at the Oxford Hotel. Then the next day, uh, there's a Mardi Gras parade happening, apparently. Nothing's confirmed about what I might be doing, but there's something, something yet to be confirmed about something on that day. (laughs) Watch this space. Um, And then I'll be doing like a recovery uh, midday on the Sunday after. Okay. Uh, at the Oxford Hotel on the main bar there. So, well, we're we're hearing a lot of your older um, tracks today. But what sort of stuff are you playing? Well, these days I I do actually play a slightly different style. For many years, I was known as more of a classics DJ, and I do play some classics when I do the Mardi Gras parade, um, just because you know it lends itself to remembering the good old days, and you know, it needs to be digestible to the crowd. You know, multi generational, multi generational. That's right. Give bring it there. Those, those tracks that have been remixed five times. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I, I play more kind of like a, I describe it as deep disco tech house. There's a new disco in there. There's some tech house. There's a lot of deep house. And kind of weave them all together. I like to I like to throw in broken beats as well. So you obviously mix. don't play vinyl anymore. Everything's on your Serato or how do you? How uh, I use Tractor. Um, and look, you know, there's a lot of people that say, oh, that's not DJing. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's better. Um, and that's just purely because, first of all, vinyl's too expensive. So how does Tractor work? Most well, most clubs don't have record players. Then if they do, they don't have stylus, and it's just problematic. Um, so Tractor basically you run off MP3s, uh, and you can stretch you can stretch the times, you can play effects and all sorts of things. So all the time that I used to waste getting things to beat match and play in time, I now let the computer handle that, and so I can get deeper into the mix, working with different uh, you know, different bits and pieces. So um, yeah, so I'll just run off a couple of names. If you want to write them down, you can Google them and find them all out. There's a guy in uh, guy in Spain, French guy, extremely good looking, I might say. Uh, his the name. His name is Seb Ashton, Jimmy Edgar. I'm writing to Black Black Butter Records out of the UK at the moment, which is kind of like a a new techier, harder version of um, Garage from the '90s. So think Disclosure, but a little bit harder. Okay. Um, and they've got a great band called My New Leng, um, Scam S K A M from uh, Russia. Um, Copy Paste Soul, Sydney Charles, Junkyard Rhythm Protection. There are two guys making great funky deep house from New Orleans. Uh, and the record labels that all their stuff is released is actually out of Perth. Okay. So, you know, I like to spread it spread it out there. And, you know, all-time uh, good-time feel kind of house with, with soulful vocals. I'd have to go with the Sunburst Band, uh, which is Joey Negro's band. Been around for years. I think they're up to about 12 albums or something. And it's just always pure, you know, golden treacle soulful house. Um, I'm right into a band called Spirit Catcher out of Belgium, and they actually have two modes. One which is more like electric boogaloo style, 80s slash electro style, and the other one is kind of like banging tech house, so I love those guys as well. So I think, um, given these day and age, um, you know, marriage equality is a very big hot topic, uh, and, uh, you know, there have been people writing songs that lend themselves to this kind of thing, theme songs, if you will. Uh, I'm not, they're not particularly protest songs or whatever, but um, the next track that I've selected uh, is Promised Land by Joe Smooth. And uh, I think we'll just let the lyrics talk for themselves. Yeah, how's that? 
Queer Observer Digital. Sex, sexuality and gender diversity and the queer community. How about that? Geez, that takes me back, being spoken about like that. <laughs> we're, we're almost out of time. Oh, are we? God, we've only been here for five minutes. <laughs> well, look, um, if anyone's interested in following me, I'm sure there's one or two out there. Um, I, do, um, I do put up podcasts and things from time to time. Um, anyone who's seen me DJ would pretty much know that no two sets are the same. And, you know, I post a lot of them up there because people tend to like it. And it's, you know, it's a good way to build your audience. So um, you can find me on Facebook uh, under DJ Josh Kirkby, K-I-R-K-B-Y. There's a K in there, isn't there? That's the second K, That's like right. Captain Kirk. That's right. Um, and, yeah, look, whenever I post stuff up, it all gets linked in through that. So you, know, you don't have to go and, you know, subscribe to 5,000 different things. And uh, if you're ever at a gig and I'm playing, come up and say, oh, hi, I heard you on the radio, or throw some fruit, whatever takes your fancy. Okay, time's up. Thanks for coming in, Josh. Play one of my uh, ultimate last time favourite songs, yep. also by Todd Terry. Love that guy. Okay. Um, hit it. This is Tales from the DJ Booth. See you next week.